right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 28th episode of The Lab. Sitting with you, as always, is Alex Trotter, Brandon Weirig, and I'm Lou Follenkamp. We have another special guest with us today. Uh, first of all, we hope you guys enjoyed last week's discussion with uh, Coach Joey G from Florida Atlantic. Uh, today, we have Dr. Matt Frakes from LSU. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing, man? So far, so, so good, man. So far, so good. So... I don't know about YouTube, but I am extremely pumped about this conversation today because I've been wanting to bring on someone in the nutrition aspect to the lab for a, a while now. Um, so first things first, uh, we, we talk a lot about, you know, the importance of sleep, dialing in your nutrition, and then hydrating. Um, for a lot of the young athletes that we have over at the gym, if there were yeah. like three things that you could just as a developing athlete really harp on or I shouldn't say harp uh put in a more positive manner that <laughs> you can yell at you, you know, I'm gonna get you um what would be like your top three things for a developing athlete and someone getting ready for the college level and besides those three things you just listed like those are the money makers right there Thank um you. but then honestly between that is now going to the aspect of just them um, and their choices into adulthood or as, as their choices as a man being away from the family. So I would say choices, um, being consistent, making those choices, then also um, uh, the preparation aspect of it. Are you putting yourself in position to be prepared to actually make those choices and be consistent in that situation as well? Um, and that's one thing that I try to tighten on the guys even here. But that's, I feel like, the biggest thing are, are those are those things away from just even um, – from what they're doing as far as technically, technically and tactically on the field and also nutrition and also in the weight room that they have to do because that leads into every decision that you make everywhere else. Um, and, and even the desire to make the right decisions in those situations or even be educated and learn from your coaches and your staff to make those decisions as well. Okay. So with younger athletes who maybe don't have, I mean, obviously the extensive background that you do in the sports and nutrition world, um, yeah. What would be some resources that they could maybe look into to get a little bit more information? Oh, man. So if now is this an athlete that's coming into the program or is this an athlete just in general? Let's say let's just say high school athlete. Yeah. All right. So then I would say uh, the biggest thing is, is that some resources that they could use, honestly, is uh, so within our if you're looking for real generic as far as information, um, CPSDA you know, that website is always going to have some educational resources and tools in that realm uh, to provide some real generic information. Um, aside from that, now, the other thing is, too, as far as for their supplementation, because then you also got to look at who are they being educated by and then what they have available to them is going to be if they get a lead into looking at NSF for sport and using that as a website or a tool to look into those things. That would be great as well. And that's following up after they end up looking into those educational resources from C from CPSDA. Um, the other thing is, too, is that they can also, since they're big on social media, it's just following the right individuals and following the right people um, around that. And then as far as um, looking at even from the, the surrounding, whether it be as far as the university surrounding, whatever it be, just whatever those coaches are, just looking at like what we typically would do and or you think they would do is from all the information that they're gathering from rather is from uh, websites, from posts, from whatever it may be, is seeing and following the trends of who these individuals actually think of and talk about 
and just keep following the right people under there. So I think that would probably be the best thing since they follow a lot on social media, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, um, look at who is the people actually servicing the people that they're trying to be it, be with um, as far as the teams that they're with and seeing who they listen to and seeing who are those people that they can connect with. Okay. Wow. So with your time at LSU, what changed? Because you were I'm trying to think. You were in Notre Dame back in 2021? Yep, 2021. So from so first of all, I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. Hey man, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, I love Notre Dame. Don't blame me for leaving. <laughs> hey man, I was with there for six months, you know? Nice. Oh, nice. He's not salty about it. Um <laughs> I'm backhand you, Alex. Just one day. You won't even see it coming. I'm just gonna mid conversation. No, but uh so since you've been down at LSU with the athletes that you're around now, how do you think they've taken to your approach with nutrition? Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I honestly feel like not making a, 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 a large impact. And I say that because of um, actually being present in every situation that they're in and being a valuable source of and everything they're in, either in the weight room, training room, and in practice. Um, so with everything that we do that I designate that I develop here has been around, you know, fiddling out and figuring out what are their, their, their touch points and then what they actually do on a day-to-day basis and actually just representing that as well. So trying to actually, um, look into what their daily lifestyle is and actually being there with them along those ways, uh, to make decisions around that. So I feel like I'm making a large impact. Uh, and also from even the data that we've collected, like I, I'm big as far as on utilizing the information that we have and showing it and presenting it in a way that they can understand. So just even just like even as far as for today, we, we showed uh, from those target weights that we developed from the DEXA scans that we accumulated. And then also even from the labs that we have accumulated as well over the course of the year compared to the last spring at this time uh, to this spring. What was the changes across the board as a team? and as individuals so they can see actually what their, um, if their choices are actually reflecting as far as the change they need to be to get to the goals they need to actually obtain um, from body composition, meeting target goal weights. Um, and then also from, that can be vitamin D, uh, that can be their omega-3, their lipid panels as well. That can be anything across the board there. Um, and then seeing exactly if, if from those returning players even that we had currently, like we literally just talked about this today, from those actually made the right choices and made the decisions or, or did they see those actual outcomes and those goals that we had set for them and they had set for themselves compared from last year to this year as well. And then continue to progress through those metrics and through those diameters so they can actually see that what I'm doing and what they are educating me on and what they are trying to guide me to do is actually making a difference individually. And how it connects with whatever Coach Flint and the athletic development staff is doing, and also with Mickey now and what athletic training is doing as well. And then also whatever uh, Coach Kelly needs on a day-to-day practice and also competition uh, aspect of it and how that actually relates and how that affects that as well. That's awesome. So what kind of like diagnostic or like you said labs, um, yep. what are you using to monitor that? Yep. So we actually, um, between as far as our lab panels that we even have, like that was something that we initially even changed that whatever the particular condition is or what the situation is for those athletes. So obviously we have the annual panel. All right. So obviously with those basic metabolic panels, comprehensive metabolic panels, vitamin D, 
um, lipid panel as well. Uh, so it just all depends on what you have as far as cost effective wise that you could actually implement that you could do in the relationship you have actually if you have a healthcare provider or healthcare service that you have a relationship with too that your organization does then you can see if there's something that the panels that you can actually do that's cost effective for or that you can program in to get done. So we do those annually and quarterly. And if so, I'm blessed. I'm very fortunate because if they, they are deficient in certain things, I can get that reassessed in the next few months. So that's one thing there. So from those annual panels, then I go from there along with when I do their DEXA scans too to see what their bone mineral density is showing. Uh, they'll also see what their lean mass as far as to... Um, what their lean mass to bone mass is showing and also what their total mass to bone mass is showing and looking at those aspects, those parameters, so I can track their development along with also what their lab panels are showing and then seeing what their weekly habits are showing based upon how that they're rather not meeting their, their weekly target weights and looking at that in range to see how that's going there. Wow, so you guys really get in depth with each athlete. Yes. Holy cow. So with what you've, have you made any like big modifications, like as you've gone from school to school or like, have you found like certain things that work better with the student athlete or things that they're more consistent with? Yeah. I, so I, me, I pride myself on working however it was best in that environment and that culture and what I need to change. Um, so it's, go, it's different from school to school. Certain things I implemented that I thought were phenomenal, great ideas that I did at Louisville, could not do at Notre Dame. Same difference there. That things I may have done and changed that was particular done well at Notre Dame cannot do here same thing as far as just even from where I started at Ole Miss with baseball and whatnot and everything that fashion and how things are intricate in those in that way as far as over there cannot do at what I did at Louisiana Lafayette so it's just it just depends on the condition of the actual environment the community I'm working with the philosophy and theory of the coaching staff I work with and also whatever the, the development and program plan is that the shrimp coaches I work with as well Okay. Do you primarily just work with football or do you work with all athletes? No, I'm off. I'm only football. That's why I, I yeah, well, since I got to Notre Dame, man, uh, I am, I'm solely, I'm blessed and was fortunate to work every other sport throughout my entire years as a, as a dietitian. The first five years I was an Olympic dietitian, then leading to private practice. And now since I got to Notre Dame, it's been football and football only. That's my catalyst to get to where I'm at. I love the game. I love as far as the, the atmosphere I feel like that's where I can actually make the best impact. So I'm football only, and I support my other dietitians on what they need help with. But as far as my focus is, is solely as far as what football needs and support my staff and giving them ideas on how to help their athletes on the Olympic side. I think, sorry, this, this just makes me really happy because it sounds like you're just, one, you're a big team guy, which is like 100%. fantastic. And it kind of like, I don't even know how to put it. I just feel like a lot of the guys that we've kind of brought onto the lab so far, number one, the thing that I'm hearing repeated the absolute most so far is that you are, you're treating them as a, as a person first before athlete. Yep. Uh, and that is, that is huge, huge. Cause I know I've, I've heard some nightmare stories about athletes going to schools and in particular, they're, they're, they're just another number. Yep. So they're, they're, they're kind of lost in that. I've, I mean, you've heard horror stories too, probably. Um, yep. One of the things that's just been kind of reinforced and that I love to hear is that like, you know, person first and then after that you can make gains as an athlete so that is absolutely fantastic to hear um the other thing that i think i like the most is that even if you aren't with that sport you're you're immediately willing to help with the other like you know registered dietitians too 100 um, 
my one question to you. So I actually, I, one, I loved your research that you did with concussion and then like the use of nutrition for like monitoring symptoms and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. How have you gone about implementing that at the college level? Like, how have you gone about, like, if you do have that person who's using that, how do you go about educating that student athlete? Be like, Hey, look, these are the building blocks. This is how we recover. How, like, if they do have that, I mean, you know, the love of God, I hope not. No one ever has to go through that. How have you gone about implementing that and making it a, a big point of emphasis? Well, first getting the team on board as far as from rehabilitation. So athletic training, sports medicine, and also strength conditioning, athletic development, and then also even the coaching staff. So that way they know like what I'm about to do and what I'm doing on my end and what they, and so that they know what the other disciplinaries are doing as well. In that setting, if that was to happen. <clears throat> so at the moment that it's happening, it's just letting those guys know that I'm, I'm going to provide them and I'm going to intervene as, as soon as possible. While sports medicine is actually going to have as far as their processes to diagnose and actually progress through whatever that they're doing to monitor and assess that. Um, so, and, and rather that is in practice or in competition. So it looks kind of different in either situation. So what I mean by my intervening is more so giving them what they need as far as like for immediate carbohydrates due to energy crisis that's taking place. So basically just telling them, since you just got knocked upside your head, what's going to happen is, is that I'm going to give you something <laughs> that is very sugary. And that's going to either be, it's going to be in the form of either a fluid or it's going to be a form of like those, those chews I'm going to give you. I just need you to chew on that while you're going through your assessment. While they go through that assessment, then I continue to follow up with them after that. So I'll talk with as far as source medicine, they'll let me know what the situation is, what's going on. And then if we come back and if it's game time, we come back, I'm just going to follow up with them that day to coach them through what they need to eat throughout that during that time. We got victory meal that next day anyway. So I'm going to sit there and actually help them eat during that time, give them a recovery smoothie during that time that has their supplements that they need in there. And then make sure since I track their compliance on their supplements, so I know how much fish oil to give them. So that can be anywhere between four to six grams in that setting. And then also as far as from uh, from even having the creatine there as well, having that 20 grams in that setting as well. And then having some black current in there. And then having as far as their vitamin D in there, their magnesium in there, their nighttime and telling them and writing on the pill bottles if they go home at certain times because I can't, because I'm not giving it to them here. If they're taking something particular for sleep, then I write that on the bottle for them. If they're taking some of as far as we're here, then it's me checking their compliance to make sure that they took it and staying in connection with uh, sports medicine and see what time they're coming in so I can follow with them on a day-to-day -day basis. That's awesome. Yeah. Keeps it all like regulated, essentially. So then they stay at a certain level. Mm -hmm. Makes it easier to track and be able to correct right. issues on your yep. end. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, brother. So, because if you yeah. get a roller coaster ride throughout that process, right. you got to be able to know what's going on. So, yeah. you want to turn it into a kitty ride. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, when you have, um, let's say, that, that athlete who maybe isn't following through with the process that you're setting up, how have you gone about having that, that hard conversation with them? So, and, and this is in terms of the, the, the concussion and intervening in that place. Mm -hmm. So honestly, man, it's, you never know what you're going to get in that situation or symptoms in that situation. I just try to do my best to help them as, as much as I can. And I will tell them because even if they cannot remember or they forget, or there's been a lapse in our communication between, between us and us sports medicine, if that was to happen, then it's just me continuing to follow up. I can do what I can. I can control what I can control. So mm -hmm. with that being said, in that, in that it's not really going to be a hard conversation. It's just more so of, 
how can I continue to how can I continue to support you? Actually, who is over there in the room with you? Who's your roommate, or do you have your parents here as well, or do you have somebody that is that significant other over there with you? Or you are you balancing and juggling people? Who are the phones numbers I need to have so I can contact them to see how you're doing in case we miss each other? But that's literally every single day. So it's just more so of like I will literally have as far as my notes, and I and I'm blessed to have another assistant dietitian as well that I'll make sure that at the end of the day of our reports that we actually follow up and follow through with everything from those situations. So then I can have those conversations. If, if I didn't see them in that daytime, I can FaceTime them. Um, if they can't see the phone, if they can't use the phone, I'll FaceTime whoever they gave me the number for and gave the sports medicine staff for. So that way I can see what's going on and then keep checking in. on. Okay. I think that's one of the things that's kind of hard in like, in like rural America is that we don't have as many like registered dietitians just like readily available. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things like, so I work as a physical therapist. One of the things that I've had a lot of like difficulty with when I'm working with, you know, post-concussion athletes is just, they come in and they really don't have a whole lot of an appetite. So they're already working on that. Mm-hmm. Deficit, and it's just really hard to make any progress if you're not taking in, the, you know, the adequate tools. Uh, how have you gone about kind of like, you know, teaching them one appetite, even though you don't have it, you still got to focus on maintaining a certain, you know, intake of food. Um, but then my other question would be like, if you don't have a registered dietitian readily available, kind of like, so we're up in Pickwell, Ohio. Uh, in yep. Area. Yep. So we, we, we don't really have a whole lot of registered dietitians readily available. Um, any advice on how maybe we could create an outreach or if there's any online programs we could look into? So even, so even if you don't have as far as someone to connect with, and it's up to you, because also you got to look at the budget and who you have, who you're able to get and connect with on that side. Mm-hmm. This is where these conversations like we're having is vital, you know, so that way you can connect with those who are, who are even researching in the space. So from the names, from the studies that's in there right now, um, and then any the nearby as far as dietitians as well um, at other universities or other uh, institutional organizations also. So that's where those conversations take place because then you can start formulating as far as like, okay, from what I have access to now, even if it's as far as me giving a set in a blender or asking if they got a blender at the house, they don't have an appetite, putting an alarm on their phone of when they need to have a smoothie being made, whether it's mom, dad making it, grandma, uh, auntie, uncle, big brother, big sister, big cousin, whoever's taking care of that individual um just to make sure that they have okay at this time i want you to put these exact names in this smoothie if you can okay and then at this exact time i want you to drink that so have an alarm go off on they on your phone so that way they can have that have an alarm go off on your phone so you can remind yourself and it says in there drink smoothie now and go whatever it may be and that alert keeps going off so that way you can keep the timing throughout the progression or throughout the recovery stage also you just got to do whatever's best will make sense for that person at the time when you are using your expertise to see like how they're actually doing in that condition, in that situation. Okay. That, that's what I had to do to myself. I was going to say, yeah. I was curious. I don't have a huge appetite, but yep. in, order to, thing. in order to gain weight, you got to, you got to eat. Yeah. Yep. And then the concussion, it takes energy, it takes calories, it takes those nutrients as well in order to get that when you don't have appetite doing that situation, yep. then you gotta, if you can't force feed yourself, then you're going to have to end up making smoothies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to drink yep. the calories now. Yep. Well, it's going to, yeah. Gonna help with your recovery, speed it up, if you will. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So just that little sacrifice, even those couple minutes a day could lead to a few weeks, like you're back sooner. Exactly. Exactly. 
and then you develop a new habit out the deal. Yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Two pluses. Right. I don't see a negative here. <laughs> so what I'll do here, I'll open up the floor to Alex and Brandon, and I'll let them field some questions for you. Absolutely. Um, over the over your time uh, with all these different schools. What's one of like the uh, staples that you would say that you bring to each one? You said the staples? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good ass question. Sorry <laughs> about my language. Um, honestly, honestly, I would say the main thing is, is the personality and the, and the ability to be personable. I'm more, I feel like I'm a chameleon, so I can feel like I can figure out and have a a, a, a genuine candid conversation with each person and whoever I work with, whether that be an administration or whether that be coaches or whether that be the players that I can connect with them to figure out how I can best service them. Cause I'm all about as far as providing a service and providing a level of care, whatever I need to do to help benefit and take care of that place and take care of who I'm caring for. That's all that matters. So I just want to make sure I get that done. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that's far as that's the key staple that that's, honestly the first thing that matters the most so that way they know i'm there for a genuine purpose to support and service them yeah. uh one more just for fun who or i guess if you don't want to name drop like what was the craziest athlete that you've ever worked with as far as just like an absolute like freak didn't matter what you threw at them like they just excelled in everything or just like stuff that they did that was just like mind blowing, like you've never seen it before. And that's a great question too, man. Oh, I feel like I feel like I have a couple. I feel like there's some, so not some. All right, I got one in particular that no matter what, um, their their body fat percentage, nothing would change no matter what. They ate, ate terrible, and they were just they were just insane. Two sixty five. Um, of just solid, just 6% body fat in a DEXA and just 6'3", you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know what you are or who you are and why you keep eating as far as it, it can, they just eat McDonald's all day long, yeah. they eat, like take a child. Pistol, eat like a child, eat canes every day, <laughs> and then still be just shredded and solid. And I'm sitting here looking at them and I'm talking to staff, I'm sitting there like, bro, fight that right now and be constipated <laughs> and I gain five pounds overnight. Yeah. I'll be snoring in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. So uh, yeah, I'm not gonna name drop. But yeah, I, I feel yeah. like that's that's been over time looking at that and just seeing that and just seeing people that can just do whatever. And then also some some people honestly can they can they can drink and do whatever and then they can just come in the next day and be solid. Mm-hmm. and perform well mm-hmm. so i seen that more so in baseball though not football yeah yeah <laughs> understandable yeah it's different when you're hung over and taking a headshot yeah <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> all right I'll, I'll turn it over to brandon <laughs> he'll reel uh, back what's... in <laughs> <laughs> What's some uh, like bang for your buck type foods would you like suggest to like some high school athletes that want to put on weight? Money um, might be a little tight. They just, they need to like something that they can just bang for their buck. Yeah. That they can easily make themselves. 
Yeah, make themselves, go grab themselves to something that's cheap but it's going to be effective. Please say the answer that I always give. You're always giving peanut butter and jelly, aren't you? Peanut butter and jelly, baby, let's go. You're yes, always sir. giving peanut butter and jelly. You're always giving peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. You're always giving peanut butter and jelly. You're always giving cereal and milk. You're always giving, yeah, like, because I'm thinking about how 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 poor you could be or how financially unstable it could be or even if you don't have the resources around you, depending on what's going on, I feel like milk and cereal and I feel like peanut butter and jelly. Um, and I feel like, honestly, if you can get a box of spaghetti noodles and some marinara sauce, then you're good. Like you're like you're you're good. So cause at least gives you what you need on that front. On the protein side, though, you're you're going to be in trouble. But at least you get that to be able to function. Yeah. Yeah. And, and my second one is more like for kids to kind of hear it more themselves. So like each state has like different regulations, like the state of Ohio, man, it's real strict about people who can do nutrition advice, things like that. Yeah. And I got my, uh, my minor uh, from Bowling Green was uh, food science and nutrition. So people see that, that tag and like, they're always asking me about like, you know, can you write out programs like this stuff? Like, first of all, I can't touch that. But second of all, like, that's not my, my forte. Can you kind of explain like the importance of finding a professional in that area? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, oh man, so it's a little bit, so some people may hate me, but at the same time, it's like, okay, at the, at the end of the day, if you, all you have is the resources of someone to have is give you generic information. What I mean by generic is um, uh, drinking water, um, eating uh, enough calories every single day, eating constantly every single day, eating fruits and vegetables. Like that's a little generic stuff that, that you should be able to get whatever you have around you. Um, but and you shouldn't have to minimize and limit as far as that resource or the education around it. But the other thing is, too, it is very valuable to have somebody with an expertise that um, that understands as far as everything and information wise. And, not, and this is not saying everybody's phenomenal, but you got to be able to, to to work with someone that knows the space, knows your knows your sport, um, knows the physiological demands behind the sport as well. And then also truly understands as far as from an individual standpoint um from a from a chemical basis and also from a physiological basis of how things are going to work from a from how you're digesting certain foods at certain times to be able to perform and recover from those different sports and then also how you can intervene as well um whether that be through supplementation or through dietary intake to make sure that you're seeking the benefits um and that you're getting those outcomes that you're actually going to get from from everything and that you'll be able to separate what snake oil or what some things that's not really proven yet um in comparison to things that actually has solidified research or things that are just novel and innovative and potentially may have some benefit mm-hmm. so you gotta have people that be able that are able to critically think and assess and give you the tools you need to to, to succeed that understands all those different components yeah and then uh like for say like a pre-game or pre-workout like meal how much of that is like kind of trial and error to see like whose body responds to to certain foods man that's it's always trial and error so I always present it as three hours uh, three hours and 15 minutes for myself technically um because some people don't like to eat a a ton so then I'll try to provide them something that's quick that they can digest easily um in those couple hours leading up to that time so if that's the case then if that's the case that you got to do that it's more than as far as and then just it may be 
two hour mark, one hour mark, 30 minute mark, depending on what the, the itinerary is as far as leading to the kickoff, giving them what they need to easily digest something to so that way they're not feeling uncomfortable at the same time. So, and then also that they can get their proper bowel movements and, and other movements that they need to before kickoff as well. So if they can't eat a full entire meal, depending on what time the game is and what kickoff is, then that means that you got to work towards giving them something that they can actually consume and drink going throughout the time of those hours leading to the game. And then also throughout the duration of the early phases of the game as well. So that way you're not running the risk of them cramping because they didn't have enough glycogen storage or also glucose available to actually soak in and get those electrolytes in the water and take gold. Have you ever just had something just go like completely wrong? Like someone just like did not digest something well before maybe like a kickoff and it was just bathroom. It was a hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's, and that's, and that's where, that's where I learned as far as lessons ahead of time. Um, right. those trial and errors is that some people just can't eat they cannot eat right. a full yeah. thing because they got so much anxiety and they're thinking they're processing the whole situation that they just throw up right there before kickoff throw up on the sideline as things are going on because they didn't process they didn't digest that stuff too well so and and some people you can't you can't really afford getting a, a allergy test on everybody but at those times sometimes as well that you're overly thinking that change how you digest and your pro and your gut system is actually resting to be able to digest so what that means, mm-hmm. yes, they just throw up. Or the other times is, is that because they eat nothing and then also because they didn't want to listen on giving them something small like a smoothie or something like that throughout that time, they they just sit there and they cramp up. And I got to go in there, intervene, and then I got to go in there in the middle of the field and say, I told you, dumbass, like this yeah. is going to happen. <laughs> so and, and, then while, and then while I'm getting them back together, I hurry up, give them what they need before they got to get back out there and then yeah. progressively get them throughout the rest of the game up until halftime, that's to get what they need so that way they can last throughout the duration of the game. That's awesome, man. Either of um, you have any more questions? I'm good. That's it. All right. I'll, I'll finish with one last question here, Matt, and then after that, we'll let you go. Uh, is there a directory that you could look for, a, like, a, like a sports dietitian, like state by state? State by state? Mm-hmm. So they're still in the process of developing that. So um, uh, SHIPPIN is now their new acronym, SHPN through the academy they have those that are cssd credential that you can look yeah. state to state your director to find out who's a sports dietitian um cpsda is still developing that right now they just have the director as far as who's hired full-time throughout organizations professionally and also uh throughout the um, um collegiate institutions uh, and also the tactical dietitians uh the biggest thing is i'm gonna be real honest with you is that is to is to Look through shipping is to contact individuals. And then as you're seeing and navigating through who's the experts as far as in this space, finding out word of mouth as far as like who's in those who's in those areas. Because then the other thing is, is that they put out um, within that listserv. Hey, is there any dietitians? Is there any sports dietitians rather type of practice or whatever that's interested in working in this particular area and having their help with that as well? OK, that's awesome. You're going to have to let me know when that goes up because I'm going to I'm definitely going to be digging through that. I got you. Yeah, for now, just looking shipping to find out who got the proper credentials, and then, like myself, I can help you out to find out, like, okay, who's around those areas. Yeah, if you could send me a link, that'd be perfect. Okay, that'd be perfect. Um, if you guys don't have any other questions, we'll we'll close out here. But uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the discussion today with uh, Dr. Matt Frakes from Louisiana State University. Go Tigers! Go Tigers! <laughs> <laughs> but we will see you guys next time.